to carry the boats and the logs. That's you, buddy. Come on, 23. Come on, 24. One more, Damon. Who's one more to carry the boats? You're going to do it. All right, draft season. Free solo from, from your master, from the head honcho here at the back judge. Tommy and Lee out on assignment uh, this weekend. Sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and, and say, you know, under two weeks of draft day, we can't go without some content. And, uh, hey, the back judge is my baby. Who's going to who's gonna carry the boats and the logs at the end of the day? All right, that's a deep cut. If you know, you know. All right, who's going to carry the boats and the logs? You know, and I, I got to do that. I got to do that from time to time. Was was struck, obviously, today with, with a little bit of an idea and just put pen to paper and, and got to work. Excited to bring you guys um, this edition of the Back Judge Podcast. Kind of taking you know my own opinion out of things and, and looking at what Vegas thinks and, and trying to make a mock draft out of odds uh, at sportsbooks. More and more odds are, are trickling in as we get closer to draft day. Pretty uh, pretty happy with with the the bets I've made so far. Um, I can give a quick rundown here of, of the of the bets that I have made. I'm I'm proud to say all except um, one. Um, I've received uh, the, the odds have gone um, down since placing my bet. So uh, the other one is I I, ha- I do have. $20 on Malik Willis to be the first QB taken. He still is chalk, um, but the, the odds have gone in the other direction for me on that one. But um, let me just pull up my bets here on uh, good old trusty bet MGM. I had uh, two two separate one-unit bets on Kyle Hamilton over 6.5 when it was still at 6.5. That has since moved. I think it's at 8 or 9.5 at this point. And I think the... The juice is to the over there, and um, I'm, I got him at one, plus 110 at over 6.5, so feeling pretty confident about that. Obviously, you know you don't want to count your, your money before it comes in, but feeling good about those two bets for sure. I do have $50 on Malik Willis to go to Detroit at 2. That number has also come down. I got it at plus 500. I think it's plus 400 now. Don't feel super confident in that happening. Honestly, that was kind of a bet just in case it happened because if the Lions take Malik Willis, I'm going to be super depressed, but at least uh, I'd have a little bit of money in my pocket for my troubles. Um, Again, I do have that Malik Willis first QB selected. Odds have gone in the other direction for me on that one, but still he is chalk first QB taken. Got a little bit of money on Sauce Gardner. To be the second pick to Detroit, I put five bucks on it at plus three thousand. Uh, Lee actually put twenty bucks on or twenty five bucks on it at plus three thousand. That has since moved on Bet MGM to plus seven hundred. So that has gained a lot of steam. And then uh, I do have a bet on Desmond Ritter, five dollars for Desmond Ritter to be the first QB taken. That has moved from plus three thousand when I took it. Two plus one thousand. Lee is also on that as well. And then I took um, Charles Cross over seven and a half. I was pretty bullish about it, and since um, it, it hasn't moved since um, I made the bet, I still feel pretty confident in it. But 
I don't know. It's he seems to be hanging around there. You hear things about Charles Cross maybe being more liked among the media than among teams because he's playing in a Mike Leach system that throws the ball all the time. People get flashbacks to Andre Dillard, who was a first-round pick from Mike Leach's system back at Washington State, and he uh, has not fared well in the NFL because he kind of lacks that mean mentality that you kind of need to have as an offensive lineman. Not a lot of experience run blocking. But then also at the same time, people seem to regard Charles Cross as a, a better prospect overall. But hey, I'm not I'm not the offensive line expert. But anyways, wanted to uh, to do a mock draft based on what Vegas was thinking. And in this case, it's going to be what, what FanDuel thinks. Because they seemed to have the, the most odds available, the most um, numbers to work off of. You know, just as, as some advice, you know, I have bets on BetMGM, Twin Spires, FanDuel. And then I also, I do have two bets on uh, DraftKings, um, both $5 on Iki Aquanu and Evan Neal to be the fourth overall pick to the Jets. So kind of like a bet that the Jets will take an O-lineman and then I hedged it between Icky and Evan Neal. They were both plus 1,000 for that. I'm not quite sure um, where that has gone since. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's pretty much stayed the same. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the Jets. That was more of a thing uh, just in my head where, you know, I wasn't a big Zach Wilson believer. But, um, you know, obviously there were some things with his game that I saw as, you know, intriguing. But he, he played with such clean pockets at, at BYU. And, you know, they're never going to be as clean as they were at BYU in the NFL. But you got to, you know, as, as the Jets man, like you got to try and replicate that a little bit for him in the in the NFL. You have four um, top picks, though, uh, for the, the Jets, too. They have like four picks in the top 40. So plenty of, of room for them to address the, the tackle or the offensive line uh, there. Whether or not they do it at four, not sure. But anyway, used FanDuel to kind of go through and make a mock draft. And uh, basically, the, I'll, I'll go through the framework and, and how I began it. So FanDuel has the line of defensive players selected uh, as 15 and a half, and uh, it was favored to the over. So they think 16 players are going to uh, be drafted that were defensive players in the first round. And then for offensive, obviously 32 picks in the first round, and their line was 16 and a half, and it was favored to the under. So FanDuel fought, you know, 16 offensive players and 16 defensive players. Okay, great. Let's let's go from there and, and break it down even further. So just starting on offense, we need to find uh, 16 prospects on offense that are going to be in our first round Vegas mock draft. So the, the quarterback line was at three and a half, and it favored to the under. So saying that three quarterbacks were, were going to go. And um, to determine the three QBs, that uh they, that those you know those three picks were going to be I went to the first QB taken market and the three best odds were Malik Willis uh was the 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 chalk quarterback to go first first quarterback to be taken the next was was Kenny Pickett and then the next was Desmond Ritter so those are our three quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in this in this Vegas mock the running back line was at point half and it favored the under so Vegas says no running backs going first round um, if you're a big Brees Hall fan, I think it was like plus 250 for him to go round one. 
um, he he seems to be, or, or or like it was like minus two fifty for him to be the first RB taken. So um, he would be the guy, but Vegas says he's not going round one. The wide receiver line, I was kind of surprised. It's it's at five and a half, and it favors the over. So Vegas thinks um, at least six wide receivers uh, going around one. So uh, I put that at six. The tight end line was point half. It was heavily favored at the under. It was like minus five hundred or something. So no no tight ends with which tracks. And then O line was the line was seven and a half, and it favored the under. So seven offensive linemen. Um, and and kind of skipped over. I kept going there, but. Uh, Going back to the wide receivers, excuse me, is we had to pick six wideouts. So the chalk wideout to go first is Garrett Wilson. He's chalked to be the first wideout off the board. Then Drake London and Jamison Williams were actually tied. Um, so kind of grouped them together. So those were our first three. Then uh, Traylon Burks and Chris Olave were the next two uh, in that first wide receiver market with the next best odds. And then Jahan Dotson and Christian Watson were, were tied um, with the next receiver. So that was seven. Um, so I kind of grouped those guys together for now and, and we'll figure it out later, which one goes in our first round mock. But one of those guys will not be going in the Vegas mock and generally found, um, Zion Johnson, uh, Kenyon green and, and Bernard Raymond, uh, to kind of be those, those guys who, who were in, in that area. But again, uh, that would put us at eight offensive linemen and, it is favored that seven will go, and to make that that sixteen, um, one of those guys will not go in in the first round, kind of like with with Dotson and Watson. So we're gonna have to figure that out in in just a little bit, and then switching over to the defensive side of things, this was a little bit more difficult to to figure out because they didn't put uh, Fanduel didn't have lines for um, defensive linemen taken or linebackers taken. But um, figured a way around it for for some other stuff. So they the the line for corners was four and a half, favored the under. So four corners, um, and those players were uh, Sauce, then Stingley, then McDuffie, then Booth, and then for safeties it was the line was one and a half, but it was favored for the over. And so uh, those two guys were Kyle Hamilton and Dax Hill. So those six will be going for sure. Then for linebackers. They didn't have a line, and the, the top two generally are um, Nicobe Dean, or the, the top one is, is Devin Lloyd, and then Nicobe Dean um, was the next behind him in terms of the first linebacker taken odds with Quay Walker um, kind of in the distance there. So uh, I said two linebackers for for this one and, and just said Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd, and then... That got us to eight defensive players, and again, we need 16. So then our, our next eight defensive linemen, um, there's there's six locks to me, um, at least for Vegas uh, in the first round. Uh, that was Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson, Jordan Davis, and George Karloftis. And then beyond that, uh, I, I kind of looked around on some other books, um, you know, just from what you've seen in mock drafts too, and, and I put in Boye Mafe and Arnold Ebiketti. So those uh, are, are going to be our 16 defensive uh, players. They're going to go in, in the Vegas mock, and then again, we kind of have some some questions there, though, with, with um, you know, who could go for those defensive players, who could go for the linebackers, 
um, you know, do do some more offensive linemen slip in there, some more receivers. You know, that's stuff that'll be figured out on, on draft day. But you know, based on what what FanDuel has and what Vegas is saying, we're going to go with 16 offensive players, 16 defensive players. So let's get the mock going. And FanDuel makes it makes it easy uh, on these first five picks. They have odds for um, the first five picks. And so I just picked the players who who had the biggest um, or who were the were the were chalk to go in each spot. So chalk for the first overall pick is is still Aiden Hutchinson. Traylon Walker is gaining some ground, but but Hutchinson is still chalk to go first overall to the Jaguars, then to the Lions at two. Trayvon Walker is uh, favored to go to the Lions at two. At three, Iki Aquanu favored to go to the Texans at three. Then at four. It was even on uh, for the Jets between Sauce and Kayvon, but I ended up going Sauce because um, Kayvon Thibodeau, if you take a look at his line, it's at five and a half, and it's actually favored to the over. Um, so, And then Sauce's line is at seven and a half, but then it's favored to the under. So a little iffy there, but overall I just went with, with Sauce Gardner going fourth overall to the Jets. And then... Fifth overall, uh, it was favored that Evan Neal would go to the Giants, and that's kind of where those um, lines stop. They just have the first five picks right now. So top five of Hutchinson, Walker, Iquanu, Sauce, and Neal. So now this is where things get get a little more interesting for us. Um, At number six for the Panthers, I just ended up giving them Malik Willis. Uh, Again, we got to have three quarterbacks go uh, in this Vegas mock. This is the first opportunity to kind of mock a quarterback to to a team that needs one. Um, Malik Willis on FanDuel is minus 250, also to go in the top 10. Uh, he's chalk on FanDuel to be the first quarterback taken. So uh, gave Malik Willis to the Panthers. And then at 7, I ended up giving Kayvon Thibodeau uh, to the Giants here. Um, there weren't odds on him to go top 10, but then he's plus 100 to go top 5. Again, his he was favored to go over five and a half, though. So I thought this was a good spot based on what the odds were, were kind of saying for Kayvon. And I mean, for the Giants, man, I, this mock is going to have some some interesting fits, I think. You know, obviously not all of it I really agreed with was, was trying to stick to the numbers. But if you're the Giants and you come away with Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean, these, are, these were the guys who... Even, you know, in January, we're like, oh, these guys are going to go first overall to the, to the Jaguars. Like, that was the conversation that was going on. And if you were a Giants fan, it was like, you know, it was like a pipe dream for either of these guys to even make it to you at five. And now that, you know, the odds are saying that you could get Evan Neal and, and Kayvon Thibodeau, like, I mean, that's like, it's kind of like chalk. For them to get those players, I mean, it's just crazy, just crazy. I mean, I love Evan Neal and, and Kayvon Thibodeau. They're they're in my top five overall prospects. So, just just weird what the what the draft process does um, to some of these players' stocks. Then uh, it got kind of interesting with the next three players. So the next three players that were in kind of that like top ten odds, the best odds to go in the top ten was Charles Cross at, at minus 300, and then Jermaine Johnson at minus 200, and then Kyle Hamilton at minus 125. And then, you know, beyond them was was Stingley and Wilson. They were both at minus 115. Personally, I think Kyle Hamilton ends up falling outside the top 10, but 
was trying to stick to the odds. So I went, ended up going Kyle Hamilton at eight to the Falcons because I didn't want to give him to Seattle because Seattle has Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. So I, I really don't see a universe in which they take Kyle Hamilton. Who knows though? Seattle has, has done worse things in the, in the draft than would be taking Kyle Hamilton at nine. Um, and then, you know, with the Jets taking sauce at four, um, just wasn't going to give them two defensive backs, I think, with their first two picks. I just think they w- they wouldn't really try and go that route if they took sauce at four. So I actually ended up giving Kyle Hamilton to the Falcons at eight. Again, I don't think this really will happen. Um, you know, if you're the Falcons too, I mean, you're spending two first, you know, first round picks on low position value. Uh, you know, a tight end and then safety with two top 10 picks would be a pretty brutal way to to rebuild this team, uh, in my opinion. But Falcons need help across the board. So they get Kyle Hamilton. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks take Jermaine Johnson. And then the New York Jets end up taking Charles Cross. And I think, you know, those those could go either way. You know, the, the Seahawks could take Cross. Jets could take Jermaine Johnson. Um, but I just uh, kind of... That's how the chips fell fell for me with with fitting those three players into the rest of your top ten. But then again, those next two guys were uh, Derek Stingley and Garrett Wilson. So I actually ended up giving Stingley to to the Commanders. A lot of times you'll see the Commanders getting mocked a wide receiver, and I just don't think they'll take a receiver at eleven. If you have you have Curtis Samuel who who didn't play much last year was a big free agent signing. You have Terry McLaurin, you have Deami Brown, who you drafted uh, relatively high last year. So bringing another receiver into the fold to me is, eh. And their defense was underwhelming last year. So uh, getting getting a guy like Stingley in the building, Washington trading for Wentz, seems like a team that's trying to win now. The thing with Stingley to me that's interesting um, is like, what you know, what's he going to be like if he's on a team that's rebuilding? Like if you take him high, it's been you know, some of these LSU guys, like even like Terrace Marshall, you know, when after they played, you know, on that Burrow LSU championship team, it seems like a lot of these guys may have like lost interest just because they knew that they were never going to get back to that point. Um, you know, maybe, you know, that could, I know, you know, Stingley dealt with some injuries, but that could have something to do with, you know, his play over the last two years, not matching up to what his freshman year tape was just because it's like, you know, what am I really playing for here? So I think, you know, that could even be a good fit for him. You know, a team like Washington that is really trying to win. So, you know, whether or not they will, I don't think they will. But, you know, you get what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I gave Stingley to the Commanders. And then at 12, I gave Garrett Wilson to the Vikings. And this was in one of those places where I was like, hmm, like this could actually be a pretty interesting fit if the Vikings took Garrett Wilson. And, it, you know, Adam Thielen's getting a little bit older and then, you know, you're saying, oh, you know, they have Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's a stud. And, like, yeah, he is. But have you checked lately to see what stud receivers are getting paid? Um, you know, when Justin Jefferson, if he keeps up, you know, if he has another great year this year, he's going to want $30 million a year. And if you're, you know, Adolfo Quasi Mensa, I think that's how you say his name, the, the new GM who's maybe a little more analytical, you're maybe saying, you know, trying to move on from Kirk Cousins, you know, in the, in the short-term future. I don't know if you're, like, going to try and pay Justin Jefferson. And as we've seen with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, like, you could trade Justin Jefferson and potentially get 
two first round picks or one first round pick and a second round pick. Like these guys have a lot of value and having, you know, Garrett Wilson in the building, not only for, for this year when you'd be rolling with Phelan Wilson and um, Justin Jefferson, but you're also kind of ready, ready for the future. Should Phelan get a little bit older? Should Jefferson want a big contract and you want to pay him? I think bringing Garrett Wilson could bring them some, some flexibility. So Thought that was an interesting pick. Um, you know, it was the way the odds went. Again, I, I didn't really, you know, put my hand into this too much, but just thought that was an interesting match. Beyond that, uh, Drake London uh, was was kind of the next in the odds uh, for those top ten odds. Um, you know, basically it had a list of players and you know their odds to go top ten, and so I was just kind of going in order um, and and seeing you know who who were these groups of players, and and Drake London was the next guy. So I gave him to the, the Texans, which I thought was a, an interesting pick for them. They took Iki Aquano at three in this mock. Texans have needs all over the roster. So I don't know if they can really go wrong. Uh, they're one of those teams that really just should be drafting best player available and trying to get this this thing rolling down, down in Houston. Then at 14, I gave the Ravens Jamison Williams um, based on the, the odds. And again, just I thought this was another interesting pick, an interesting run of receivers here. Baltimore, you know, has, has struggled to bring in free agent receivers, mainly because of Lamar Jackson. As talented as he is, I think receivers kind of know he's, he is limited uh, when, when throwing the football. And so they're more hesitant to go to Baltimore. And just continuing to build the receiver room through the draft. He drafted Rashad Bateman last year, who uh, had some nice moments as a rookie. Marquise Brown uh, has just been inconsistent overall, but he hasn't been bad. But I just think bringing in Jamison Williams, another speed guy, um, you know, will we'll maybe be ready for the start of the season, maybe not. Um, but I thought bringing him into Baltimore was, was kind of interesting. Then that gave uh, gave Philly as uh, on the clock at fifteen. They ended up with Jordan Davis, awesome pick. Jordan Davis, honestly, he might be my number one overall ranked player in the draft. He's one of the few unicorns in this draft. The guy who just height, weight, speed, like all check, check, check. And I don't know why he gets so much flack. You know, there's there's issues, I guess, with his stamina because, I mean, he is so big and maybe issues with just, you know, his ability to rush the passer. But but he he, he creates havoc, man. Uh, he's, he's a great player, and, and he's going to be a great player in the NFL. I'd be shocked if he was a bust. Absolutely shocked. Then at 16, man, uh, here are the Saints, and I gave him Kenny Pickett. Uh, it was you know I was just trying to fill in these quarterback spots, and Kenny Pickett. This was one thing that was kind of a, I, the other reason I wanted to do this was to maybe find some some Vegas discrepancies, and one of them I found was uh, you can look at team um, draft specials, and the the Panthers are actually favored to draft Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis, but Malik Willis is still chalked to be the first quarterback taken, which I just thought was really strange. I mean, the Panthers are plus 150 to draft Pickett and plus 350 to draft Willis. You go to first quarterback selected and Malik Willis is minus 140 and Pickett's plus 150. And the other two teams that you see with both of those um, players are the Saints and the Steelers, who are way further down. So it's almost like Vegas is like projecting 
the Steelers to trade up ahead of the Panthers and take Malik. And then the Panthers would draft Pickett. So uh, just a strange, just kind of strange. I don't really know what the angle is. You know, I don't know if there's really an angle to be played there. I guess it would just be Pickett first quarterback or just maybe, you know, Willis plus 350 to the, I guess that would be, you know, maybe the angle. It's like, if you don't think any team is going to trade up and you think the Panthers will take a quarterback, you know, you're probably maybe better off taking the Panthers to draft Willis at plus 350, as opposed to like Willis first QB at minus 140. Um, so, so I thought maybe that was an interesting angle. Um, if you guys are maybe looking for any interesting angles out there. Anyways, gave Kenny Pickett to the Saints. Because, again, we got to have three QBs go. And they are, you know, the next QB needy team. And Kenny Pickett is the second uh, most likely quarterback to be the first overall taken. So, there you go. Kenny Pickett to the Saints. Moving on to the second half of the of the mock. Had the Chargers taking Trevor Penning. Uh, finish filling in, you know, that right tackle spot. After drafting Slater in the first round last year, giving more protection to Justin Herbert. Then I had the Eagles taking Devin Lloyd. And man, what a what, you know, what a pair there too. We talked about the pair of Thibodeau and Neal. How about the, the Eagles walking away with, with uh Jared Davis and then Devin Lloyd? Thought that was a nice pairing for them to start building that defense. Um, you know, people may say, oh, you know, get some some weapons for Hertz. Well, you know, they have some more picks. And um, you know, that's how that's how the odds went. All right. And then at 19, had the Saints drafting Chris Olave. Um, Chris Olave and Traylon Burks uh, had the same odds um, to go top 10, uh, to be a top 10 pick. They were both like plus 1,000 or something. And just gave the Saints Olave because, you know, they already have that big body receiver in, in Mike Williams. You know, Olave is 6'1", but he's, he's sub 200 pounds. So give him a little more speed there uh, with, with Olave as opposed to... Um, what you know, Mike Thomas is is bringing to the table. Twenty Pittsburgh gave him Desmond Ritter. Needed to to throw that third quarterback in there, and there he goes to to the Steelers. Steelers get Ritter, which you know I thought was interesting, because mainly you hear you know Pickett or how much they like Willis, um, but you know that's a possibility for them taking Desmond Ritter there at twenty. Twenty one, the New England Patriots taking Traylon Burks. You know they need a receiver. They need to get Mac Jones some more weapons. So I thought, thought Burks fit well there. Um, would have given him to Green Bay, but instead the Packers are going to get George Karloftis, who uh, towards the end of these uh, top 10 pick uh, players, he was plus 1,600 to go top 10 among the likes of Sam Howell and Matt Corral, but we already had our three quarterbacks gone. So he was uh, next in line. And this is where things you know got a little more... Um, Things went into my hands a little bit more because the you know only players left uh, on these top ten odds are Linderbaum, Nicobe Dean, and Ajabo. Um, and I, I don't know if Ajabo goes first round at this point. I didn't include him in those edges just because of, of the torn Achilles. Um, you know that's that's a tough thing to, to draft in the first round as an edge who was you know a little raw anyway, and now he's dealing with a, an Achilles injury. So I'd, I'd be hard pressed to take Ajabo round one just because of that, and so. You know, Linderbaum and, and Dean were, were on my list of, of players um, f- to go, but now, you know, things get a little more free now, and, and my hand started getting, getting a little more, um, I, I got more control over what's going on. So, 
At 23, uh, I gave the, the Cardinals Trent McDuffie. I like the Cardinals to, to take a corner. They're, they need some, some help in the secondary. Um, so Trent McDuffie went 23 to the Cardinals. Then at 24, I, I gave the Cowboys Boye Mafe. Um, you know, they had Randy Gregory leave in uh, free agency. They have a hole at edge and, and just could use a little more help on the defense. So, so gave Boye Mafe to them. Then Buffalo gave Buffalo Andrew Booth. I love this match. I love this match for them. Um, you know, to get him paired with uh, Tredavious White, I think would just be a really nice move for for the Bills. Then at twenty six, I gave Tennessee Zion Johnson. So we're getting into these, uh, you know, later uh, offensive linemen. Um, was really kind of trying to decide between giving them, um, you know, some some help on defense at edge or just sticking with, you know, helping out the offense. Didn't, you know, they paid Bud Dupree last year. So ended up just going, you know, with the guard um, to, to keep that offense humming, keep that run game moving for them. Uh, then Tampa Bay gave him Dax Hill, which I thought was a really interesting pick. They lost Jordan Whitehead in free agency. So being able to replace him with, with Dax Hill thought was a, an interesting spot for, for him. Then at 28, I gave the Packers Tyler Linderbaum. Um, I kind of went back and forth on this. Like, should I give them, you know, Jahan Dotson or Christian Watson, get our sixth receiver in there. And then obviously, you know, the Packers have a big need at receiver. They did just sign Sammy Watkins and I didn't give him a receiver at 22. You know, they got George Karloftis, but I don't know, man. I think Tyler Linderbaum falling to the Packers. This was another interesting fit that I kind of got from doing this mock where it's like they lost Corey Lindsley, um, you know, two off seasons ago and, uh, or just, I mean, last offseason, but, you know, uh, giving getting Aaron Rodgers at center, I, I don't know if the Packers are as win-now as people think. They did sign Aaron Rodgers to a four-year deal. I mean, he's playing great football. Obviously, you know, you hope that you can compete for Super Bowls these four years, but I'm not sure if they're going to you know, force things at wide receiver. You know, Odell Beckham is still out there on the market. That would make some sense, you know, for the for the Packers to try and get they got two picks in the second round, too, to take some swings at wide receivers. They drafted Amari Rodgers last year, who you know didn't make a lot of plays his his rookie season, but you got to hope that he does something for you in year two. So, um, you know, they didn't get a receiver in the first round, but, hey, that's kind of like what they've done, uh, you know, the past few drafts. They've, they've had me the receiver, and they've refused to draft one. So, uh, Packers getting Tyler Linderbaum, and I kind of like the pick. Um at 30, or excuse me, 29, Kansas City Chiefs drafting back-to-back. Gave the Chiefs Christian Watson. Um, decided to do Watson over Dotson uh, just because Christian Watson just has traits, man. And sometimes that's just what it comes down to. Um, you know, I know Jahan Dotson played at Penn State. He played in the Big Ten. Was, you know, one of the best receivers in the Big Ten. But Christian Watson, 6'5", 215, 4'3", speed. I mean, and if anyone can, can coach him up, it's going to be Andy Reid. Then I uh, gave him Arnold Ebiketti for that 30th overall pick, edge out of, of Penn State, give him a little more help with the, the pass rush, help on some defense. And then the Bengals, I gave him Kenyon Green, uh, filling out that offensive line, uh, the seventh offensive lineman that we needed to come off the board there to uh, even out our 16 on offense, 16 on defense. It would be a great pick for Cincinnati. Some positional versatility with Kenyon Green, um, but mainly a guard. You know, you, you signed Lael Collins, you have Jonah Williams, throw in Kenyon Green at, at guard, and, and man, uh, you know, that offensive line is, is looking a lot better 
and uh, the Bengals should be competing again, man. So uh, you know that would I think that would be a really great pick for them at thirty one and capping it out at thirty two, the Detroit Lions taking Nakobe Dean, linebacker from Georgia. Lions desperately need a linebacker. Yeah, Nakobe Dean maybe doesn't have those measurables NFL teams are looking for with their linebackers these days, but. He flies all over the field, um, you know, played on a great defense at Georgia and was a key piece on it. So that's the Vegas mock, baby. That's what Vegas says. Obviously, some of these lines may change, so it's going to be interesting to, to continue to monitor that. Again, the one angle I really did find from this is that Malik Willis angle with the Panthers. You know, he's minus 140 to be, at least on FanDuel. I should maybe check around some of the other books, but he's minus 140 to be the first quarterback taken but then plus 340 to be drafted by the Panthers. And if you believe Malik Willis is going to be the first QB taken, barring any trades, sixth overall to the Panthers would be the most logical destination for him. Um, I guess in the top 10, who knows? Maybe like he gets picked by the Seahawks or something at nine. And, and the I don't know, it's just, it's just a weird, weird, weird little uh, discrepancy there in the FanDuel book. But Hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, you know, if you're, again, if you're making any prop bets, just urge you to shop around at different books. I mean, like Sauce Garner is now plus 700 on MGM, but he's still like plus 1400 on FanDuel. So leaving a lot of money on the table, potentially, if you don't shop around and, and look at what some of these other books are offering. Man, almost, almost uh, 10 days of draft day. Getting excited. A lot of, uh, a lot of action still, still left out there, I think. I think there'll be one big move uh, before the draft starts. Again, thanks for listening to the Back Judge Podcast. Thanks for listening to this free solo. We're going to have a lot more content coming your way before draft day. Peace.